This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We are up to 45 five-star ratings. 45 out of 45, actually, so we appreciate it. Let's try to keep up that 100% rating. Today, we have a lot to talk about, believe it or not. It's the first of our off-season podcast. We'll have a bunch of these throughout the summer, talking about whatever the hell we want. But today we actually had a, a few Sixers related things to talk about, like the Sixers finally broke Mark Zumoff. He is retiring after 27 years as the voice of the Sixers. We're going to talk about him and some of our favorite moments and sayings that he did over the years. We basically grew up with him. So Mark, we wish you the best. In addition to that, we'll talk about Scott O'Neill stepping down as the Sixers CEO the Daryl Morey press conference, the Woge story that Rich Paul met with Daryl Morey and Elton Brand in Chicago to discuss the future of Ben Simmons. The Sixers turned down a trade from the Indiana Pacers. That will lead us right into Vlade's fake trade of the week. And with all that being said, here is First Name Dane. All right, fellas, welcome to the first off-season edition of Sixers Group Therapy. Guys, this is our 32nd episode, and uh, I got to say, it seems like our negative, depressing episodes by far have the most downloads. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. It just, it just proves that we're meant to be miserable. I'm your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. It is Tuesday, July 6th, and nothing else is going on today. So we thought it'd be nice to uh, remind you guys that the Sixers lost a game seven in South Philly to the Atlanta Hawks. But anyway, today we have the return of someone who I think was ducking us for the last two podcasts, probably because he's embarrassed because he told us not to be worried about the Atlanta Hawks. That is June 1. June, coming right right out with it. What is your response to that Atlanta Hawks series? I can't believe we lost to the Hawks. And But if there's a team that's going to lose to the Hawks, it's fittingly right that it's the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, in our podcast before this playoff, thing all started or before the Hawks series I told you guys I'm not worried you know we're more experienced we're the veteran team we should take care of this young Hawks team like easily no doubt within (laughs) within six games like no way it goes to seven games because we're gonna wait for that seventh game against the Nets or, or the Celtics and there's no way we lose to them right in game seven but God damn it. We lost to the fucking Hawks. We lost three home games to the Hawks who, has, who have no playoff experience. Maybe Lou Williams. And, and that's about it. And we just completely 
blew up like in in our face in in south philly before the july 4th fireworks we blew up (laughs) and god damn it we (laughs) lost to the hawks i can't believe it i can't believe it let me ask you do you feel any better today as you did two and a half weeks ago hell no now i feel worse (laughs) because like i've been thinking about this what the last whatever weeks that uh the sixers played like was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. It, like flew by. Felt like we just lost yesterday. Feel like we should be playing this game right now. But no, we had to lose to the Hawks in seven games, in which three were at home. Just doesn't make sense. Seriously unprecedented. We lost two home games in 2020 with the horrible disaster, Al Horford Sixers. We lost three out of four home games to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, June, I got to ask you, who's uh, who's most to blame if you had to rank them? I think – I don't know what I've been seeing on Twitter, but to be honest, I think it has to come down to Doc. I – I, because I think going into the series and this playoff run, we knew what Ben was going to give us, and I – he, like, I hate him, but he did his job. He played defense well on Trey Young, who shot like ten percent from the field the whole series. We still lost. <laughs> I mean, we still lost, but 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 it's, it's a team sport, and like Doc losing twenty point leads, like like this is normal for him. Like it's not not just the first time the we've seen it. It's right. It's, it happened to the Clippers. It happened to. I don't know. I guess you can say the Celtics. Like, it, it was, it was awful. It, it was awful. I think Doc has the most to blame. I think, to be honest, and maybe Ben's like a close second. But for me, from my point of view, I think, I think Doc is taking taking this home of getting the blame. Do you feel any better venting out now that you finally got to talk to the pod? No, I feel worse because <laughs> at least I forgot about it, and then now it's all back. And like now, I'm watching these two stupid teams play in the finals, and God, this is the worst. <laughs> well, this is the worst. The good news is we do have the rest of the squad, including someone who has a very important month of July because of the draft coming up. That is Vlade Divac, <laughs> aka <laughs> Dave Debaco. How are you, buddy? Gotta say, How are you doing two weeks later? I uh, I gotta be honest. I mean, I was pretty dead inside in general about the Sixers, um, but you know, the last week I've been I've I've caught the Dame Lillard virus, and um, I have been working the trade machines. I am very. I've thought more about the Sixers and been more excited about the Sixers in the past week than I was during the Hawk series. So I'm ready for this. This is this is where I shine. This is where I shine, the off-season pods. Maury Summer, it's coming up. Very on brand. I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> Last but not least, we have the newest play-by-play voice of the Sixers. That is JB Mudbones. How are you doing today? Fine. I mean, I was dead after game five, I think. I watched game six and seven in, like, the fetal position, just never, never comfortable. And somehow we squeaked out game six and game seven. I was just stuck in the fetal position for like multiple hours afterwards. 
We suck. I I rank them Doc than Ben, same as June. Um, but now it's our former favorite time, the off season, and now we have a guy we have confidence in. So we'll see what he can do. Well said, and we'll get to him. Uh, other than the Sixers, I'm doing great. I was telling the guys earlier, you know, some more free time and cleaning up the house, went to the beach, eating some good food, haven't exercised in three weeks since the Sixers got eliminated, but <laughs> the Sixers side, I'm doing terrible. If you see my Twitter, it's the most pathetic thing you'll ever see. But to lead off, guys, I think we have to start with, uh, I kind of alluded to it, but we have to wish a happy retirement to Mark Zumoff, who the Sixers finally broke. Uh, after 27 years as the voice of the Sixers, he just announced in like an old, like his uh, kind of like a Players Tribune type of article where he stated why he was retiring. He talked about, you know, he's just a, just as big of a fan as all of us dedicated so much time to the Sixers over the years. And he said it was time like he wants to start enjoying other things. Uh, he talked about spending more time with his wife, who, you know, sacrificed a lot of time while Mark was away with the kids and everything. And I got to be honest, that kind of sounds like a lot of us, like the Sixers. Like, I don't want to spend that much time on this stupid team anymore. But, uh, guys, I got to ask you, how much is Ben Simmons to blame for this? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. It seems <laughs> it seems like an early retirement, if we're going to be honest here. He seemed like was, he had four years in him. Yeah, it, minimum 10. I mean, honestly, <laughs> minimum 10 years left. It, if I had to, like, gun to my head, how many years does Zumoff have left? Right. Uh, 10. At least 10. At least I, don't 10. Know, I, I don't know his age. He's probably, what, 60s? Like, Marv Albert was still ticking. Like, I don't know. Yeah, how, you see that exactly. but. <laughs> see, I have a theory. I have a theory in this here. I think I told right. it to you guys before, but I think – so he said, you know, I owe it to my wife, all the nights alone, spend some time with my family, do my hobbies, cook clean. The same shit that Maury said a week after he stepped down from the Rockets. And then sure enough, he's with the Sixers. I think my my prediction, if there was a way to bet on this, I'd put 100 on it, just like Maxi for Rookie of the Year. I think um, Mark will take Marv Albert's place as the main TNT guy. And I think that means that <laughs> After all this, when the Sixers finally win one, Mark will be on the call. <laughs> and it's perfect. That would be amazing. Although I don't think TNT does the NBA finals, right? Oh my God, it's ABC. <laughs> no. maybe, maybe the Eastern <laughs> maybe the Eastern Conference Finals, or maybe things shake up. You Jesus never know. Jesus Christ. All right, maybe ESPN. Maybe ESPN hires him. I don't know. Well, no, he's white. They can't hire him. Oh, and we're canceled. <laughs> Old white guy. Oh, Last God. on the list right now. Sorry, I gotta get. I gotta. Get, <laughs> I have to get us canceled. Gotta get a shot at Rachel Nichols. It's the only. It's the only way we. St- this podcast ends. We have to get canceled. Otherwise, we're gonna keep torturing ourselves. We. Uh, we already knew why uh, Rachel Nichols is trending, but today she was trending for a different reason. Uh, for Jimmy Butler and Ilyasova. I'm not gonna get into it, but. Who? Uh, <laughs> anyway, Zoo. Uh, <laughs> can't put it into words. Because uh, I know. Because we all know you're listening to this podcast. Let's be honest. <laughs> But we all basically grew up with Zoo, uh, probably listened to him for 80% of our lives. And, you know, I honestly put him in the same category as like a Harry Callis and a Meryl Reese, because I do honestly believe he is that good. And we wish you the best, Zoo. Uh, hope you're dying a little inside for each other Sixers game you watch with us. And uh, we wish you the best. But guys, what is your favorite 
Zooism. Who's first? Anyone. Uh, I'll still, and I, I'm pretty sure he just brought this to every other stadium. But and they rise at the first Union Center oh. is always stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Dave June, got one. Honestly, it's it's recent, but uh, hang on, Allah, we're coming in for a landing. That <laughs> that always got me. There's so many. I mean, so many. But I really like that one. That one's <clears throat> fresh in my mind. So I'm gonna go with that one. June, you got one. Uh, I think his most iconic one in my memories, it's just yes. Just a simple yes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes! yes! <laughs> Wait, it's, uh, June, I can't believe you said that because we, we're going to do our favorite zoo call, right? If we have one. Yeah, yeah. You can go so, ahead with that too if you have Yeah, it. I'll all start right. that off. So I was going to say, we all know the iconic yes! That's just classic zoom off. There's a clip on Twitter. I could not find it. I could not find it. It was in the the quadruple doink and he's in the studio <laughs> he's in the studio with mark jackson the coach jim lynham and uh whoever oh, that wrenching. whoever that's whoever she wrenching. is whoever joey's enemy is <laughs> amy for amy for that's right and the shot goes down after four bounces and zoom off gives a no <laughs> <laughs> on the it's like the yes times 10, and it is the most – I think that's when he died inside. I think that clip – I will do everything I can to find it. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll tweet it. No! It was like seven seconds long. <laughs> it was his, the most – yeah. He put his hand – He put his in, head oh, yeah. dead. I think it that's when he knew. Yeah, that's when, that's, when they, that's when they broke it, in my opinion. I think that's when they broke it. Uh, my favorite call is I think it's got to be when Iverson stole the ball versus the Wizards. Oh, and yeah. He took it all away for the buzzer beater. And he was like, he won the game. He won the game. <laughs> that's, good. Uh, that's just a classic zoo moment. Uh, just running through, I, I have a list of uh, other zoo isms. There's picking up some loose change, talk to me, working hard for the money. We're running tonight on the seesaw, turning garbage into gold. Oh, That's a very oh, good yeah. one. Very seesaw. Seesaw is good. Um, and garbage into gold is good. I think I've also would have said either yes or coming in for a landing, but this is a good one. Locking all windows and doors. Oh my god, classic. Oh, yeah. and, amongst uh, the trees, amongst the trees. You heard that with AI. Amongst the trees. That's fantastic. Amongst the trees. Uh, while we're on the topic of heartbreakers, you know, when the other team hits a dagger and he goes, and down it goes. <laughs> like this really somber, <laughs> down it goes. Uh, or the aggressive it, down it goes and down it goes. That's a good yeah, one too. That's true too. Uh, this is going to be I'll, weird. This is going to be really weird. Yeah, without really, it. Weird. really is. No idea who could replace him. You guys have any any ideas? I don't even think they've had even any whispers about it. So we'll see. Allah replaces. Him. I I like Allah. Yeah, he'll, he'll still like, be there, the color guy. Yeah. But we need the play by play guy, right? I think he could be the play by play guy. Sometimes he talks a lot for a color guy. I think he'd be <laughs> a good play by play guy. And then they find someone for the color guy. What about the radio guy? McGinnis, McGinnis. I feel I, like he's 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 too iconic on the radio. He's so there's good a guy. On the radio. There's the guy Brian Seltzer. You guys know who that is? Oh God, I could see I them. Play, I so I could, I could see them. I had actually had a conversation with him at the at the. I would. Did you guys know I went to AI's Hall of Fame inductions at the yeah induction yes. at the at the thing in uh, Massachusetts? I had a conversation right? with Brian Seltzer. Yeah, I had like a I had like a 20 minute conversation. He's a nice guy. But uh, 
I could see him. I could see Allah being the new zoom off and then putting Seltzer as the color guy. That wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Interesting. Surprise me. Yeah, we'll say. Um, JB, June, do you have a favorite zoo call? I wouldn't even have any memory of this stuff, but like the one that went around on Twitter. Did we already talk about the Iggy shot? No, first the magic in Orlando. Yeah, it's just an <laughs> it's just another version of him screaming yes, but yeah. Ann and it's I good. watched it the other night and God, it's just like oh, I couldn't even do an imitation. It's just not even a word at that point. And it's so yeah. funny. I hated that fucking shot. <laughs> I don't need it, it was such a horrible shot. I, I loved I just, it. That's when I was, I was that's when I was brainwashed. <laughs> that's when I was brainwashed with mediocrity. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good thing. I thought we were going to win the series. Trust me. I convinced mm-hmm. myself we were going to win that series. We went two to, we went up two to one. I was at game three. Dad Young had a buzzer beater. I thought we yep. were going to win that series. Oh, my God. I was there, too, with Zach. We were so <laughs> fucked up. I think so I was with Matt fun. Barr. Shout out, Matt Barr. Shout, uh, shout out to Zach, uh, who's very anti-Ben right now, if you guys have seen. Who, Zach uh, or Matt Barr? Zach. I think everybody is. <laughs> June, uh, favorite call for you? Uh... I don't have one top of my head. Just a bunch of his so yeses. Yeah. Uh, just to repeat, wish you the best, Zoo. And uh, I'll never forgive the Sixers for making your last season this miserable. Mm-hmm. Just the I, worst way to go out. I just had to uh, pull up the YouTube video of TJ's buzzer beater against the Knicks. And I'm sure so. all <laughs> our few buzzer beaters have the same like iterations of him screaming yes. But just watching that and hearing what's true is so funny and so fun. Yes. <laughs> it's uh Dave's right. It's gonna be it's gonna be really weird next year because you're talking we've been watching him for the past, I don't know, twenty something. Our whole years. life. Our entire whole lives. Life. Yeah, when did he start? Before we were born, or maybe right when we were old enough to watch. So I he think, yeah, he he started like 35 years ago. Like he used to be a satellite reporter, and then like 27 years he's been the the play by play guy. All of AI's career, he was always there for the AI era, which started in '96. He may have been AI. There uh, that. AI shout did a shout out to him at his Hall of Fame uh, speech. So like not not just because we've been watching him, he's actually really fucking good as the play by play guy. Like like a, a national treasure. If if he ever had the chance to work for TNT like Dave alluded to, he'd, he'd fucking kill it. He'd be awesome at it. Moving on, uh, the next thing we got to talk about is uh, Snake Scott O'Neill stepping down as the six-year CEO. Mm. Good riddance. Mm. Good riddance. For those of you who don't know, he, uh, I guess infamously, had a, a large role in the ousting of Sam Hinkie, Somewhere mm. along the lines, it went sour. Probably that MCW trade. Yeah. Where he already printed all the season ticket holder brochures and was telling the owners and Hickey on like a, 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 a conference call that there would be Armageddon in the streets of Philadelphia if he traded MCW. <laughs> and Hickey pulled the trigger anyway, <laughs> which proved to be a very good trade. Scott O'Neill got pissed. We all know he has connections with the NBA office. Probably got Adam Silver involved. He brought in the Colangelos that led to the resignation of Sam Hankey. So just a huge piece of shit. Very full of himself. <laughs> Tries to credit himself with some of the success of the process and all that shit. Uh, Dave, I know you have a story of you meeting him where he told you a uh, he flat out lied to your face. It's un- uh, it's really unfortunate because I have two incredibly positive 
Scott O'Neill experiences. I feel like they're not, it's not, it's not worthy of sharing because of how I feel about him. But unfortunately I have two very positive experiences. He's a nice guy in person, a charismatic guy. Maybe it's just further proof that he's a snake oil salesman at the end of the day. But go. I got to say, I have to say, if you told me the Sixers are going to lose to the Hawks in the second round, <laughs> but Scott O'Neill will resign at the end of the year. I got to be honest. I think I'm going, I'm going to lose to the Hawks and Scott O'Neill resigns. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so you see this know. as nothing short of an absolute win. Oh my God. This is the best thing that's happened since they hired Sam Hankey. Well, since they hired, Dar- hired Daryl Morey. True, true. Three best things any, to happen to the franchise. Hinky, Maury, goodbye, Scott. Any chance this lifts some of the curse we have on us? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe that. I hope Chris Heck goes with him. And his and his brother-in-law, Josh Reynolds, clean house. Clean house. <laughs> clean house. Get, get them all out of here. Get them out. Get them out. I just, like, he was such a piece of shit. And he was, like, he was doing like a book tour mm-hmm. during our playoff run. It's like, yeah. what? This had to be, you know, this had that to was be a, in the works or something, you know. I think that was a job interview. I think that was, yeah. uh, I think that was, you know, him putting himself out there to be hired again by somebody else. It, it wasn't know, long uh, ago, uh, my bad, Nuge. No, go ahead, go ahead. When Howard Eskin dropped a bomb, like, I think it was two years ago that yeah. Scott O'Neill was leaving for the Jazz. Yep. And it just, like. Apparently I, that that ruined it. Howard leaking that. Blew the whole thing up, so Scott there's, stayed. There's like the Bogdanovich to uh, whatever the Bucks ruining. Like mm-hmm. Woj leaked it and it blew it. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I was gonna say like Eskin's a great troll, and I actually si- somewhat enjoy him now. But oh, I, I haven't him. seen him throw out like like false claims like that. So I, you're definitely right. He was definitely leaving. I wish it happened two years ago, but hey, he's gone now. My only um, Twitter block. Did he block you? Yeah, I don't even remember what I could have said, <laughs> but he blocked I, me. I tried to get blocked by him. It never worked. He just kept taking my abuse. Oh, God. I don't know what I said. There was there was a, like a two-week period where I called him a snake every day. Like I'll just tweet the snake emoji at him. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought this was really interesting. On the, the rights of Ricky Sanchez, Spike asking kind of speculated that maybe the, the straw that broke the camel's back was the – if you remember last year during COVID, the Sixers tried to slash the salaries of uh, a bunch of their, I guess their sales reps uh, by 20% or 40%, something like that. And Embiid had to step in and be like, okay, I'm going to cover the cost of all their salary cuts. And then they had to withdraw everything. I wonder if he was the fall guy for that, but who knows? He's gone. Who cares? Good riddance. Hopefully that, uh, that gives us a little good fortune moving on. Ding dong, the witch is dead. I see ya. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Next, the uh, Daryl Morey press conference. Uh, not that much to take away from it. He it was a a press conference by a GM who was, you know, just we kind of realized over the years that many GMs don't really say much on their exit interviews, but some takeaways. He said he was committed to this group and wouldn't budge on his stance on Ben Simmons. You know, why would he? He would just be hurting his own leverage. Uh, I did get the feeling that he did kind of express that this season was pretty much a failure. 
and that it wasn't acceptable to lose in the second round. And he, I think he even said some kind of statement that if you're struggling to get out of the second round, then maybe you aren't a championship team. So like, like Dave said, maybe this is what we needed and it will lead to some change. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the press conference, but do you have any more takeaways? No, nah, it was just yeah. GM it was just talk. your your usual GM talk. So, mm-hmm. well, actually, we'll let that move on to our next point. Where uh, Woj from ESPN broke a story that Rich Paul met with Maury and Elton Brand in Chicago. No official trade request was made, but they did kind of insinuate they would like a say and where Ben is headed. Understandable, but fuck that. I hope Ben gets traded to like Minnesota or some shit. Uh, Woj did note that Ben's value is higher than we think, but, you know, we know how the media game works. That could be just a leak by us because, you know, trying to be strategic, trying to raise up the value. Um, guys, what do you, what do you think? Do you think, uh, like, let me ask you this. What percent chance do you think Ben will be here next season? Uh, 22. That he'll be here? Yeah. Okay, so you're thinking he he will he most likely is gone. I think so. Although I heard from a from an inside source that he was devastated after the loss, but he isn't like clamoring to get me out of get me out of Philly. Wow, really? JB Remember? with the who'd you talk to, Vin Fosh? <laughs> <laughs> For breaking news on Sixers Group Therapy because uh, you got, we were talking. Remember JB, we were talking the like the reaction pod that they're like. There's no way he wants to stay in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, so. I almost admire him if he's if he's like fuck it, I'll 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 face this fan this stadium again. I just don't think it happens, and I can't do another summer of look at him yes. with his, his glove on. <laughs> June, what percent do you give Ben to be a sixer next year? At the at the start of this. 2021 22 season, yeah, 50%. A little 50%. higher, because yeah. I don't know. Like, we don't like we don't know what his value is, and Maury might not, you know, <laughs> press the button if there's no really a right deal. You know, like, if the value we're getting back isn't what he thinks is right, he's he's gonna hold on to him. He's not selling to sell low, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Dave, what percent chance you think? Um, fifty sounds nice. I was thinking fifty, then I was going to say thirty-three percent. But um, honestly, I this isn't like a classic Toby troll or anything. I wouldn't be shocked if Daryl tries to sell high on Toby. His value is higher than we ever could have dreamt it would be. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, his, his value. I have it's like I, I what I watched in the playoffs was like the Toby we all expected, mm. right? Maybe maybe he was better, a little better than we could have expected, but like that performance versus the Hawks was like incredibly underwhelming to me. Yeah. And me, like I would be able to convince myself if you said, "No, the problem is we should trade Toby, not Ben." I could talk myself into that. I, think I just don't a, think anyone else sees that much value in Toby, but I, I, I would love that if he if you traded Toby instead of Ben. I could talk myself into that. 
there's I think a, it's got to be a very specific team, and I think I found it. And we'll 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 get there. We'll get there when we hit Vladdy's fake trades. But I think there's one specific team that would that would take Toby. I'll explain later. I feel Glad like there's you. a couple Ellen Brand type GMs out there that I mean, if you look at his <laughs> stat line, I think it was pretty pretty damn solid on the year. Efficient mm-hmm. numbers were high. So there's there's someone out there that would be happy to take him on. I think he, he had good moments. He had good moments. He had the game winner against the Lakers. He was efficient. Thirty in the first half against the Wizards in the playoffs. This dude is caught, dude. <laughs> would you? Who would you rather trade, Ben or Toby? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're gonna get to that, Dave. Right? <laughs> I uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Ben. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just I'm just over. I the... think we could we can get more for Ben probably. Oh, 100 percent. June. Wow, I was leaning towards Toby. Sure I would there. love to see him gone. Because maybe Ben does, you know, practice a little bit or, you know, but he's watching Wimbledon now. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's yeah, a whole debate about that on Twitter. About whether, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's both sides like, oh, he's not working a shot. And there's the other sides like, oh, you're going to blame him for having a normal life. I don't give a shit if he's watching Wimbledon. But, like, I just – I'm totally – because he's worked out before. Who cares? Like, he's not going to fix his shot in an offseason. He's not. He's not going to. It's five years into his career. You think Ben Simmons is going to fix his shot? He's going to switch – he's going to switch hands like uh, – what's his name reported? Five years into his career, he's going to switch hands now. Fuck that. Scott um, O'Neill's gone. Anything's possible. <laughs> he starts to straining him with his right hand. Anyway, um, I would rather trade Toby. I would. I, I think – I just it just keeps going back to the Toby contract. He's just not that good. He's a nice player, great personality, maybe is the voice of the locker room. I don't know, but he's just he'll never be that good. And it, it just hurt. It does hurt because I think I think Ben does stuff that is elite. As and you guys know I hate Ben. I absolutely hate Ben. You just you look at my Twitter. I hate him. Um, I think if you replace Toby with what we need and what you need in today's NBA, which is perimeter creation. Ben could do his regular season stuff. And then when the playoffs matter, we need someone to create on the perimeter and that would maybe Ben would thrive, but it would be hard to get that. Like Dave said, you get more for Ben. It'd be hard to get that dangling Toby, right? Like what's the best player you can get for Toby on the perimeter? Like Terry Rozier. I don't, I don't know. Um, Jordan, but I, I would talk myself into Toby, but Anyway, uh, moving on in relation to the Ben rumors, uh, Jason Dumas, he works at a sports station in San Fran. I'm sorry, I forget the name of it, but he is reliable. He said that the Sixers have already fielded calls for Ben Simmons and have already turned down a deal from the Pacers, which consisted of Malcolm Brogdon and a first. So a few things. Uh, We'll start with June and we'll go in order. What's your takeaway and would you have done it? My takeaway from that week was this is our floor of a package that we will even consider for Ben. <clears throat> I think it's, it's I think it's just like a like a I don't know, I guess a front office move just to tell everyone that hey, this is probably the lowest, like don't lowball us again like this kind of thing. Cause it came out of nowhere too, you know. So uh, that's my takeaway, and I, I wouldn't have done it. Nuge, I think you you said it earlier, and I agree with you. I think it was just smoke. I wouldn't be surprised if Daryl just kind of floated that out there 
just to kind of set a narrative of what the baseline would be as a, as a return for Ben. I don't know if, if why would the Pacers do that? Who's so their point say, guard? You're saying the Pacers say no. You think the, you think the Sixers say yes? I don't know if the Pacers would say no. I'm just trying <clears> to think why they would want to do that. I yeah. feel like it doesn't make sense. They have Sabonis and Miles Turner. Oh, terrible fit. Oh, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe a fit with Turner, but not Sabonis, right? Yeah. Are they? Do they think he's a point guard? They're not that stupid, are they? Is Elton <laughs> Brand's cousin their GM? <laughs> Larry Birdso over there? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, that might make sense. No, I don't know. I just I have something. No, smell I, right. I see what you mean now. Now now you explain it. I I I I see what you mean. Nobody in their right mind thinks that guy's a point guard in the playoffs, and. uh I don't know why they would give up their really good point guard in a first round pick for Ben. I think there's a one, just like there's one team for Toby. There's one team that I've decided is the only team for Ben. And again, we'll get there. I don't think it's Indiana. JB, would you have done it? And uh, what's any takeaways from it? Um, I don't know. I, I still, I don't know anything about Brogdon. I still hate him from winning rookie of the year. That's like my only opinion of the guy um so i know people have wanted him in the past and he's young bad knees but young and good and a first round pick that's a fine baseline i'm not ready to jump the gun on it though yeah there's there's really no reason for them to trade him this early you know um brogdon is a nice player i think we all kind of would have rather paired brogdon with simmons he seems like a good compliment to him um if anything, I'd rather trade to- Toby for Brogdon. <laughs> I, I, like, we would all do that, right? In a heartbeat. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just what you guys are saying. The, the Sixers are saying the market. It could. It probably didn't even happen. And just Daryl, you know, Daryl's smart. He's he's setting the market. And uh, I don't think there's too much to take away from that. But I, I wouldn't do it either. Uh, Toby, yes, but I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, if, if this Ben Simmons era does come to a close – is there can you think of any Philadelphia athlete considering all the expectations and everything that would would have been more hated than Ben Simmons? Uh, Al Horford. I, I don't think so. I think Ben's I think Ben would be more hated. I don't know. I hate I mean, him more right now. How <laughs> is the worst? Yeah. I know, but like the uh I don't know how to put this, but like just like the the whole thing around Horford's so sm- like a, a small yeah, fish compared to Ben Simmons. I get it. You know, like uh, like McNabb or Ben Simmons, who's more hated? Uh, I don't know. The fact that he's in these discussions is so sad. <laughs> Who McNabb? Yeah, no, no ben, fuck ben. McNabb. Oh Ben, <laughs> I actually loved McNabb as a player. I don't care that he never won a Super Bowl. He just he just didn't do himself any favors upon retirement. Right. Like the more he talked, it's like the, the less I like wanted to to support him and the less I wanted to defend him. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, I was TO team TO from the get-go, but uh only more so now. Yeah, TO was a was a top five Philly athlete for you, right? Sure Number three? <laughs> I forget, but he was up there. Um yeah, there's there's no reason to want to trade him this early. I'd be very surprised if a trade happened before <laughs> draft day, right? Uh I, I kind of think Maury's just waiting to see how the Dame situation shakes out. While we're on that topic, uh, Chris Haynes, who we know is close to Dame, 
came out with an article and like stated like a the combination of that weird coaching search that they had uh, combined with like the uncertainty of how competitive the Blazers could be this year could lead to Dame asking for a trade. I see this as two possibilities. It's either we've seen this song and dance plenty of times. It could be the beginning of the end. And maybe Dame saw this coaching search as his opportunity to just jump in and be like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Or it could be just him being like, hey, stop coming at me. Stop blaming me or I might leave or something. Uh, Which do you think it is? And do you think any team could beat a package that Philadelphia could offer? Dave, I'm going to have you last because we're going to jump right into Vlade's fake trade of the week after this. Mm. But uh, JB June, whoever wants to go first, do you think the Sixers could beat out any other team with a package? And what do you think a package would look like? Uh. Probably not. I think like other teams can just trade so many more attractive picks than us. Maxi's great. Thibault's very good. Simmons, like if it's only one, t- like we're all confident that like one of the 30 teams will want Simmons. But if Portland's not one of them, if they don't buy the hype, then I don't know. Then it's just like, I just think there's probably other teams out there that can just say, here's our next five years of picks and maybe, in, I don't know. I think there's other teams that could compete. June. <clears throat> I feel like our situation with Harden kind of ruined everything because I thought we had the best package available for Harden, but it all ended up being just a Kelly Olenek deal to get Harden moved so i don't know i does portland value ben or do they value the 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 possibilities of multiple draft picks i don't know uh because yeah like i think i think other teams have better pick packages than us but we have a a star like on paper like he's a three-time all-star he, on paper, on paper. He's, a, he's, a, he's an all-star, he accolades. and he's a and he's a two-time defensive uh, first all-first team. So yeah, just keep saying three-time all-star, three-time all-star. Yeah, so so he's good on paper, but but we'll see if if Portland or whoever wants to trade a star sees Ben as that piece that they want to trade. I feel like I could make a case where it's possible. Like you're talking, if you're talking to other teams that have like the assets, you're thinking maybe like a New Orleans, an OKC. But I'll tell you what, like we've seen stars dictate where they wanted to go. And of all the teams that have a possible package for it, maybe Portland convinces themselves that they don't want to do a full fledged rebuild and they're like, they like being competitive and want to make the playoffs. And maybe they decide, hey, let's, let's have Ben and he'll get us to the playoffs and we'll see what we'll do from there. And we've seen players like, you know, like Anthony Davis and like Chris Paul, and they, they dictate where they want to go. So maybe Dame looks at all these and they, they probably will be loyal to Dame. Let's be honest. He's been like their best franchise player for so long. Maybe Dame goes like, I don't want to go to OKC and to a rebuilding team. I don't want to go to New Orleans. I want to go play with the runner up MVP in Philadelphia. And maybe of all the teams he wants to play with, maybe Philadelphia has the best package. And Maybe that's a possibility, but it can't happen without Dame requesting for a trade, right? It's not going to just – they're not going to do it just to do it. 
Um, Dave, I saved you for last because I want you to lead right into your a, a fan favorite segment. So you have the floor. All right. I believe the Dame stuff is real. I think this is what happens. I mean, how many stars have moved in the last five years? I mean, he's next. He's clearly next. Um, if they weren't going to um, move on from him, they wouldn't have hired Chauncey Billups, a rookie head coach with no coaching experience to remain competitive. That doesn't make any sense. Um, if they were going to try and keep him, they would have, you know, gone for a more established name so they can win now. Um, you know, rookie head coaches usually don't do much winning unless it's Steve Kerr and uh, that doesn't count. So um, basically uh, as far as can anyone beat out a trade package? Absolutely. I mean, you know, there are teams with better young players and picks, but like you said, if they do, um, if he does request a trade, which I think he will, and they do honor him, which I think they will, um, they have to send him to a contender. And how many contenders can put together a good trade package? Not many, not as many that can put together as good a trade package as us. Now, do they want Ben? Probably not, because if they're losing Dame Lillard, they're probably better off. Everybody in the West, there are how many teams in the West aren't fighting for the playoffs right now? OKC, Minnesota, and Houston. Everybody else is, is quote unquote, uh, you know, gunning for the playoffs or the play-in tournament. You zig when everybody else zags. You, If you trade Damian Lillard, you trade C.J. McCollum, you blow up the team, and you rebuild with young players and picks. So what could we get – what could we give? What could we give for Damian Lillard? Um, what did the Rockets get for James Harden? Kelly Olynyk, and Avery a bunch Bradley. of picks. Avery Bradley. and a, Is it really that bad? Yeah, I think it was like Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, um, like – Two and pick swaps and two first round picks. I think. I think it was four, four first round picks and four pick oh, swaps. Oh, never mind. Gotcha. I think. Oh, still, <laughs> still. I don't know. I don't know. If that is good enough for James. That's kind of fucking crazy. That that's all they got for James Harden. So if that's the baseline, <laughs> if that's the going rate for a superstar these days, hear me out. So there's one team that I've decided is the team for Ben Simmons. I want Ben Simmons to play for the Chicago Bulls. I showed you guys this trade already. I don't know how much you loved it. I, I showed it to a few people. I don't know how much love it got, but I love this four-team trade, this absurd blockbuster. First of all, I want Ben Simmons to be on the Bulls. I want Ben Simmons to play with Zach Levine and Nick Vucevic. I think that's a perfect fit. He's the he's not going to be relied on for offense. He's not going to be under the microscope as a point guard. He can do all the things that he does while Zach Levine scores 35 points a game and Nick Vucevic is his stretch big man. I think uh, I think it's a that's a nice big three, and um, I'm excited about that if I'm a Bulls fan. Um, I mentioned that there's a team for Toby, and I believe that that possible team could be the Dallas Mavericks, and I believe that to be the case because it's no secret that the Luca and Kristaps duo is not working out at all. He's dead money for the next three years, zero production in the playoffs. Um, you know, a big nothing burger. And um, wouldn't it be nice if they had a productive player in the playoffs with Luca that could score 20 points a game under contract the same amount of time as Kristaps Porzingis, who again is dead money and a big nothing burger. Um, you flip that around and you say, well, what kind of package, if you flip Ben to the Bulls and Toby to the Mavericks, what does Portland get for Dame Lillard? The answer is a flyer on a once-upon-a-time unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, with three years left, 
on his deal. Um, two young, promising players in Kobe White and Patrick Williams, both lottery picks, both really nice young players. Who knows how good they could be? And um, two unprotected picks from the Sixers, 2021-2023, and an unprotected pick from the Bulls in 2022. The Bulls also get Shake Milton in, in my new version here that I have on my screen. So um, let me run it back for you. Bulls get Ben Simmons and Shake Milton. Mavericks get Tobias Harris. The Blazers get Kristaps Porzingis, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, two unprotected picks from the Sixers, 2021-2023, an unprotected pick from the Bulls in 2022, and a top three protected pick from the Bulls in 2024. So four picks, two young players, and a former superstar that has three years left on his deal. Maybe they've rehabilitated his career. Flip him for more picks. The Sixers end up with Damian Lillard, Robert Covington, and Thaddeus Young. Lillard, Covington, and Thaddeus Young, if you could follow that. Um, Basically, our starting lineup right now, if that trade goes through, would be Lillard, Seth Curry, Matisse Thibel. Covington is the stretch four where he belongs, and Embiid at the five. Um, And uh, also notable, uh, Covington is a $13 million expiring contract. Thaddeus Young is a $14 million expiring contract. We still have George Hill, who's a $10 million expiring contract. So that's um, that is thirty seven million dollars of, of money that's coming off the books next summer. Um, you have Lillard under contract for four years and Bede's going to get the Supermax for five years. You got Maxi and Thibel and Isaiah Joe and Paul Reed still. And uh, you still have maybe we give them the pick swaps in twenty twenty two and twenty four. And uh, but we have cap space to put a third guy with Lillard and Embiid. Who says no? Someone does someone say no? The, I'm trying to think out like the Blazers get way more than the Rockets got for fucking Harden. The Bulls become like a fun, young, promising team. And they give up a couple young guys and a couple picks. They just gave up a lottery pick for Vucevic. You know, why wouldn't they give up a couple picks and a couple young players for Ben Simmons and Shake Milton, two of Mark Eversley's guys. The Mavericks turn nothing into something. And uh, the Sixers get their guys. Who the fuck says no? Convince me. I think you should DM that to Daryl. You like it? <laughs> I did. Like I, I don't know how trades work, but it worked on the trade machine, right? Like money wise, yeah, so it has to work. Yeah. It works. Uh, it works. I don't know who says no. I have no. Everybody idea. wins. Everybody wins the trade. I think. All right. The Sixers are a massive winner. Massive winner. <laughs> Everyone's a massive winner. winner. <laughs> Everyone's a massive winner, I think. Uh, so Sixers obviously say yes. The Bulls say yes because, you know, huge NBA market, not content with just fighting for an eighth seed. You pair not Ben to, with Zach Levine. And not to Sarga. mention, not to mention, sorry to cut you off. Never. Where did Rich Paul meet with Daryl Moore to, to discuss Ben Simmons' future? Bingo. Chi-town. I believe so. Probably has nothing to do with it, but hey, fuck it. Let's go with it. <laughs> um. They, they would love that. And actually, that would be a, a fun pair, in theory. Nick, Nick Vucevic, your stretch five. And then you have your perimeter creator next to Ben Simmons, which mm-hmm. we all said you need next to Ben. The Blazers get a shitload. Like, a lot. And, like, Zingas is someone who... <sighs> I could see them not wanting Porzingis because he almost seems like damaged goods. But we're also considering... Dame requests a trade. Yeah. Right. It's a flyer. You need money to match. So Why not flyer, take a flyer you need on money a guy? to match? You get two young players. 
and a bunch of first round picks. Mm-hmm. A couple Dame, from Chicago who, right, you know, yeah. Eversley, Eversley traded. Who knows what up. happens? <laughs> that could still be Ben, you know? Yeah. Um, if considering Dame wants to trade, that is how you would rebuild if you want to go that route. Then I look at the Mavericks mm. who are getting Tobias Harris. Mm. Only three you know, years I'm left not, on that deal. I'm not the biggest fan of, but I'll tell you what, like that Porzingis situation with Luca looked so bad. Oh yeah. They hate each other. I'm not sure you could find any takers for Porzingis right now. And if you could turn him into a borderline all-star who had a nice stat line in the first round of the playoffs, which is still mm-hmm. the playoffs, even though they played the below 500 Washington Wizards, but that's beyond the point. That's pretty good production you could be getting. And at least, at least you're spending your money for something. A borderline all-star, great guy, team leader. Maybe he calls out Luca. Maybe Luca can't be a diva around him because Tobias Harris is having team meetings. And I left out down. the I left out the most important. Oh my gosh, Burke. I left out the most important factor: the what Toby Bobby reunion. You want to fix? Wow. You, you want to fix bad vibes in the locker room? How about a Toby Bobby reunion? Are you fucking kidding me? Consider it fixed. Call it in. Call it in. That's, that's Call it done. in. That's a done deal. I, everyone wins. The maybe says no is the Mavericks. <laughs> but I don't know though. I don't know. The we, Toby Bowie know. reunion. Are you kidding? We me? made a very interesting case. Borderline All Star, yeah. the reunion, locker room, fixed. Consider it fixed. Uh, Eight points a game. You you might as well just email it to Daryl, just like JB said. DM. I might Daryl. tweet it at him. I might tweet it at him. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to see if you could DM him, but I guess he has to follow you. Mm-hmm. Oh man. June, you're in agreement? Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. All right. Then it's settled. I don't know if you could top that trade, Dave. That might be the best one. Might be my best work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, might, you. Uh, when is the NBA draft? <clears throat> it's got to be soon, right? Is it end of this month or draft? maybe yeah. August? The finals are going to end in two weeks. So maybe, all, maybe, maybe we're talking about oh. It's Thursday, July 29th, Dave. Oh, no. That is amazing. <laughs> That's right. My rehearsal oh, dinner. dinner. <laughs> oh, no. Steph's going to kill us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's, that's so fucking fitting. That's, I hope they have That's TV. very appropriate. Come on. Dude, yeah. we had Twitter. We're just going to break all the draft picks on Twitter anyway. So just oh, yeah. you have an, get an Apple Watch, download Twitter, and just – I'm off. I'm off the next day, so I can. Uh, I can. Uh, I can catch up. I can stay. There you go. <laughs> uh, just to roll through, I think uh, that's all I got for the major topics. Just to roll through, uh, Mike Scott seems like he's not going to be on the Sixers anymore. He posted that mm. like three different ten photo collages of his time in Philadelphia. We all like Mike Scott, but might have been the worst player in the NBA the last couple of years. Uh, ben has a new girlfriend. Mm. Uh, I, I like her more than Kendall Jenner. I'll tell you that. Um, there's a whole debate on Twitter, like we we're saying, whether like he can enjoy his life or we sh- if he should be in the gym right now working on a jump shot. I couldn't care less. I don't think he's going to be a sixer next year. Um, did you guys see uh, Ben's brother, the shooting coach, Liam, was liking tweets kind of insinuating that Embiid is the problem? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I didn't see this. Yep, so, like, I saw it, it, it leaves a lot to interpretation, but I'll, I'll read you the tweets that uh, 
that he liked real quick. Uh, so Liam Simmons liked these tweets. One was saying these were in response to Joel kind of uh, calling Ben out throwing his press conference with that turning point of the play, uh, turning point of game seven. I'm sorry. People killing Ben Simmons on this app, but don't recognize that the team star player and coach haven't even backed him up in the press season, the postseason press conference. How can a guy have confidence in his game with that bullshit happening? The next tweet was, you don't want to play with this guy, meaning Embiid. He, he ain't team. <laughs> oh, they're both. So leave it up for interpretation. Some people are saying it's just in response to Embiid shouldn't have called him out during the press conference. I say, fuck it. Uh, he needs to be called out. He, I think he's been coddled his en- entire career, and it's time someone spoke up. Uh, you could make an argument that maybe the press conference isn't the best time to say that stuff. Maybe that should have been in person. But uh, I think Brett has showed us that there are obviously conversations, and Brett thought it was necessary to call out Ben to the media to shoot one three per game. And Ben responded by not taking a single one for the rest of the season. So I, I don't really care. I think I'm happy Joel spoke his mind. Uh, we talked about this earlier. He seemed like he, he seemed like he kind of tried to backtrack on it. Maybe he realized after he said it, that it might've been a little awkward, but whatever. Um, wasn't uh wasn't doc supposed to fix that by the way wasn't he supposed to like bring accountability and uh, oh, yeah that, that was the word they use right right, right. all the that real the hoopers whole... all the real hoopers that know ball said that doc was going to fix all the same problems but what happened i don't know something happened there are you more devastated that we have doc for the next few years or that ben is here <laughs> oh god wow doc's not going anywhere is he no. I, I highly doubt it. Unless, the, no, unless next season is a disaster, I could. I don't know if he just fucking if he just plays Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed like thirty minutes a game, then I can tolerate the bench lineups. I'm all da- I'm down with an all bench lineup. Fucking half the game of Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, I won't complain about that. Do you think they'll be ready next season? Uh, like Paul Reed, uh, Isaiah Joe. <laughs> That's if my trade. If my trade goes through, they're gonna have to be because we're we're thin. That's my favorite part of the offseason was his his like season recapping tweet from Paul Reed. It's like gonna hit the gym so I could I could push people around. Or it was something like funny. He seems like such a goofball. I need he's like he's like it's time for a championship in Philly. <laughs> yeah. He's a rookie out of the D League. Paul Reed. Paul Reed spotted multiple places down the shore. Avalon, the greenhouse in Margate. And Bede down the shore with his wife and his kid strolling through Margate. Gotta love the Sixers down the shore. And then on Twitter, on Twitter, someone was like, Paul Reed's not doing uh, July 4th right <laughs> unless I see him making out with like a 50-year-old MILF. And his response was like, LOL, what? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. They're moving on. They're enjoying their summer, just like Perfect. we should be. So, guys, let me ask you, what are you doing with your free time? Now that the Sixers season is over, although Dave did mention he's been thinking more about the Sixers way more than he did during the playoffs. So maybe this doesn't apply to him, but JB, June, any, anything you're doing with your spare time? Um, I don't know. Nothing, (laughs) nothing. Empty void in your life. Yeah. Nothing productive. Jude. I'm becoming a, a better employee by working more. Wow, how exciting. 
Sue, you fucking loser. <laughs> Dave, you seem like you're spending more time thinking about the sex here. Ugh, just laying in bed at night on the trade machine. Other than that, I'm busy, man. Getting married soon. Got a new position at work. Wearing me thin. Free time. Fixing up the new house. It's uh, 30s coming in hot. 30s coming oh, in hot. June, I'm right behind you, buddy. I turned 30 the day after my wedding. It's like it's all like oh, a title no, Don't say that. <laughs> It's all, um, good, all good stuff, though. All good stuff. Big month coming up for you, Dave. Uh, like Crazy. I said, end of this month, NBA draft. Can't wait. Um, and I'll see your wedding. So, congrats. We uh, hope to party with you on that day. Looking forward to it. Uh, sure guys, I mentioned that there was nothing going on today except for game one of the NBA finals, Suns Bucks. <laughs> I just got uh, word on the Twitter that Dario hurt his knee. And will not uh, be returning. Uh, uh, makes me very sad. I, I'm rooting for Dario. Fitting Suns, way. Bucks. Fitting way in. <laughs> Who you got? Suns, Bucks. Uh, yeah, How I want games? the Suns. I want the Suns. Uh, I don't know. Probably six. Is Giannis is playing right? He played. He is. Yeah, uh, I got to tune in. Um, <sighs> we have to watch. I'm this gonna match. say Suns and six. Chris Paul How finally ridiculous. gets his ring. How ridiculous if the Suns win the championship this year. Unreal. I can't help but look at these two teams and, you know, considering the Sixers are like, or worse than we thought, but like, like, damn, man, this is like, no, we've been fearing super teams for the past 10 years. And then you look into this playoffs, like going in and there's like no true favorite and it's wide open. And the Sixers lost to the fucking Atlanta Hawks. They lost to Lou Williams, Gallinari, and John Collins. They didn't have the other Hunter. They didn't have Cam Reddish. And they lost to the Atlanta Hawks three out of four at home and a game seven in South Philly. It is inexcusable. I will never forgive them. I tweet about it every day. And they forced Mark Zimoff to quit. And they deserve to be on trial for their crimes. Uh, I'll that's tell you what. I'll tell you what. As soon as the odds come out for next season, I'm putting a mortgage payment on Trey Young MVP. The Hawks are going to be good next year. They're going to be so good next year. I think they take like a major leap next year. Trey so earned my respect. He earned my respect. Dude. He in a game seven in a second round of the playoffs, he was the most composed player on the court. I gotta in say, his first playoffs, first playoffs. The nice thing about this podcast, all our takes are on record. I'm on record a big Trey Young guy all year. Trey Young is, is – I love Trey Young. I wish we had a Trey Young. We will pretty soon. We're going to have Damian Lillard soon. He's, a, he's you know, better than Trey Young for now. See, I, I like Trey Young. He's way ahead of schedule than I thought he'd be. Way ahead of schedule. Check there's, the tapes. There's no reason. Yeah. We're not wrong about anything. Yeah, we've been yeah. right about a lot of stuff here. Yeah, it, it I don't know anything we've been wrong about. It comes full circle every time. What's the most thing we've been wrong about? Nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Guys, that is uh that's all I got. Anything to plug? Oh, great episode, fellas. Cool. It was nice to get together for the first time in a few weeks, June. I'm glad to see you're alive. Um, I know Davis, you were worried about me. I'm still I, here. I am. I'm worried about you. Um and we got a I nice gotta... little ending of the month for you. So what's up? I have to I have to limit you. I have to limit you on Twitter. I think with the with the with the Hawks tweets, I might have I told to give people, you. I told people to block me. They should block me. <laughs> no, I'm sure you've gotten a few. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. 
I, I actually, I, I went on a Ben tirade. I didn't lose any followers or anything like that. So that tells me that Sixers Nation, even the biggest Ben supporters are turning against Ben, which is we were right. We called it. I was a sellout in midseason. I started cheering for him, but we all knew deep inside what he was going to do. And he did it. We just didn't think it would be against the fucking Atlanta Hawks. We thought it would be against the Bucks or that the Brooklyn Nets. I'll give you a little more time to get it out of your system. You have until the finals are over. So get the, get the Hawks takes out of your system. When the finals are over, the season's over, the new season, the off season begins. We start fresh. We I'm going to be fresh. honest with you. I probably won't stop until Daryl makes a move. <laughs> <laughs> but so but we all know I'll talk myself right into it. <laughs> They'll draft uh, the most unknown player and I'll be right on board calling for the NBA finals. We all know it. Not hard to talk myself into da- Damian Lillard. <laughs> I've already talked myself into Damian Lillard. Every I am time so Dame excited tweets, for the Lillard pod. I'm so excited for the Lillard pod. I'm already thinking about pod, it. It's, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And every time Dane tweets, I tweet a picture at him of him in the Sixers jersey. Keep doing your part, buddy. Doing tweet part. it into existence. The only issue is going like, to be how much is uh, – ha- Ma- I don't think Maxi gives up his jersey number. <laughs> Ooh, good yeah, that's tough. To be a little, a nice little payday if he does. We'll see. We'll see that. You know, you know what they, you know the old saying, Nuge. When you cut down a tree, you plant one in its place. For every, for every Sixers loss to the Hawks tweet, you got to tweet a picture of Dame in the Sixers jersey. Hey, got to regrow, um, regrow the forest. Hey, what was that song? It was closing time. It was like every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. That's it. Sounds sounds about right. That's about it. So you'll play that at your wedding. I'd love it. Anyway, <laughs> I got you, guys. Oh, no Sixers song at your wedding, right? No, they don't. They don't deserve it. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> all right, fellas. That's all I got for you. Thanks for hopping right. on. Right. What's up, guys? Good night. Trust the process. Yeah, yeah.